the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The John Steigerwald Show, sponsored by Service Master of Greater Pittsburgh. Demand the yellow van. Portions of today's program may be pre recorded. Chuck Schumer warned him. That's right. He uh, warned Donald Trump several years ago, and we'll have that warning for you in just a minute. But first, we have to give one of the people Schumer warned President Trump about a very special award. And now, it's time for The Jerk of the Week, starring John Steigerwald. Yep, our winner is the guy who let Hillary Clinton slide after thousands of classified emails were found on a private server she had installed in her basement. And after they found out that she had smashed a bunch of phones and computers with hammers to prevent anyone from seeing what those emails were about, his name is James Comey. And he was willing to sit down for a hard-hitting interview with Joe Biden's former press secretary, Jen Psaki. You were a Republican most of your life, uh, but voted for, and you may still consider yourself one, but voted for Biden in 2020. Do you intend to vote for him again, or is there anyone on the Republican side you might consider if it's not Trump? It has to be Joe Biden, and, and I'm glad he's willing to serve. It has to be somebody committed to the rule of law, committed to the values of this country. And I, I'm not talking about policy. People can disagree about policy. There are things above those disagreements that all of us should think about the same way. The president must be someone who abides the law and our Constitution. And there's no one else but Joe Biden. Yeah, nobody else. Jim's talking about a guy who he counted on as an informant, who who Jim counted on as an informant when he was director of the FBI, who says Joe took a $5 million bribe from Ukraine. That's a guy who Jim was working with. But Jim is one of those guys who never liked Donald Trump because he was an outsider who might ask too many questions. He's also one of those guys who's now won the AM1250 The Answer Jerk of the Week Award. And now to former Senator, Senate leader uh, Chuck Schumer, whose warning for Trump early in his term makes a lot of sense right now. Making these shots, this antagonism, yep. this taunting to the intelligence tell community. You, you take on the intelligence community, they have six ways from Sunday at getting back at you. So even for a practical, supposedly hard-nosed businessman, he's being really dumb to do this. What do you think the intelligence community would do if they were I don't know, to? but I, from what I am told... They are very upset with how he has treated them and talked about them. How about that? Uh, now, that's the intelligence community, but, you know, they're all in there together. Intelligence community, FBI, the deep state, as it's become known. And uh, Chuck knew. He knew. And he knew not to mess with those people. And Donald Trump uh, knew but didn't care. He thought it was time to do things differently. And that's exactly why they don't like him. And that's exactly why you're seeing what you're seeing today. Anyway, by now you've heard uh, that the Donald that Donald Trump has been uh, indicted on those 37 counts and the media are in a frenzy. Now, we're not going to try to analyze it here. You can get that 8 million other places. Uh, the main thing is that we've only heard one side of the story, and we'll have people on as we go here later on in the week. But um, I'll leave that up to the national people for now. Uh, as soon as I heard about the indictments last night, I thought of, believe it or not, Michelle Obama. And whether this is all just another step, including the stuff with Biden, all uh, another step in the path being cleared for her to run for president. So when we come back, we're going to talk to Joel Gilbert. He's written a book and produced a documentary called Michelle Obama 2024. Stick around.
Wesley is a truck driver. I drive a truck and I love what I do. A truck driver with IRS troubles. They told me I owed them $43,000. It got really bad. <laughs> Quite a few letters in the mail. They were talking uh, about wage garnishment coming after my house, my car. Yeah, they, they don't play around. I seriously thought that I was going to lose everything. One sleepless night, Wesley finally made a call to Optima Tax Relief at 2 a.m. Kind of figured I'd get a machine, but I didn't. I actually got to talk to an actual person in the middle of the night. <laughs> he found just what he was looking for. Oh, they were great people. You need a team of people that know what they're doing. Optima Tax, they know what they're doing. Optima Tax Relief came through with flying colors. I saved an incredible amount of money. Happy don't even come close. I was absolutely overjoyed. Take Wesley's advice. If you're in any kind of trouble with the IRS, call Optima Tax Relief. Don't trust anybody else. Call Optima for a free consultation. Call 800-354-2840. 800-354-2840. Optima Tax Relief. Some restrictions apply. For complete details, please visit OptimaTaxRelief.com. Are you considering a unique way to enhance your investment knowledge this year? Then sign up today for the all-inclusive Eagle Financial Publications Cruise. Along with our trusted partner, The Money Show, we're setting sail this December to explore some of the most beautiful and unspoiled destinations in the Caribbean. But this is no ordinary vacation. It's a chance to learn from top Eagle financial experts like best-selling authors George Gilder, Mark Skousen, and others who will be hosting a series of workshops and seminars throughout the trip. Imagine lounging on the sun deck while discussing investment strategies with like-minded individuals. Or enjoying a gourmet dinner at the same table with one of our leading financial authorities. This once-in-a-lifetime cruise is a perfect way to combine education and relaxation to achieve your investment goals. This cruise will sell out quickly, so visit EagleFinancialCruise.com today to learn more and to secure your cabin. That's EagleFinancialCruise.com. Eagle Financial is a division of Salem Media Group. This is an urgent announcement for anyone that's $10,000 or more in debt. Before you make another minimum payment, you need to know there are special programs that can completely free you of your debt. Total Financial Freedom can help you become debt-free in months instead of years. Resolve your credit card debt, signature loans, department store cards, internet loans, and timeshares. Call now at 800-533-6605 for a free consultation. For 16 years, Total Financial Freedom has helped thousands get out of debt. You can feel confident when calling because Total Financial Freedom is A-plus rated by the Better Business Bureau and a Christian-owned company. Don't get stuck in the endless cycle of payments. You have the right to get your debt resolved and substantially reduce your monthly payments. Call Christian-owned Total Financial Freedom now at 800-533-6605. That's 800-533-6605. 800-533-6605. The government is spying on you. No surprise, I know. But did you know the banks are helping them? And did you know that withdrawing your cash from the bank can be very risky? That's right. Let Swiss America educate you about this. Banks are now required to spy on us for the government, and they report any behavior they think is suspicious. You'll be shocked when you read The Secret War on Cash from Swiss America. This new war against cash is really a war against the Constitution, against all freedom-loving Americans. You must read The Secret War on Cash. Get your free copy by calling or texting 800-266-6082. That's 800-266-6082. This war on cash is growing daily, and it also includes all forms of digital money. So please, get and read The Secret War on Cash free by calling or texting right now at 800-266-6082. That's 800-266-6082. Message and data rates may apply. This is the John Steigerwald Show on AM 1250 and FM 92.5. The answer. Well, we don't know what's going to happen to Donald Trump between now and November of 2024. If you listen to some of the reports, he might be headed to Guantanamo before this is over. Uh, What we do know is that every poll shows that Democrats uh, want somebody other than Joe Biden to get the nomination, and that looks more clear every day. And he could be impeached, too, with what's going on. We'll talk about that later. But uh, the Democrats would – so who would the Democrats like to see? Well, how about Michelle Obama? Remember her? Well, Joel Gilbert wrote a book and produced a documentary called Michelle Obama 2024 – her real-life story, and her plan for power, and he joins us now. Uh, Joel, thanks for coming on. Hello? Hi, Joel. Thanks for coming on the show. 
Great to be here. Thank you. So, uh, as I, I don't know why you, you, this, your book just popped into my head because uh, this is something I've been thinking about for a while. As I watch Joe Biden, uh, as the Republicans are trying to get people interested in what he's been up to or was up to, um, it's, it just seems like I don't know. Uh, this this is um, make, making it easier to uh, open a path for Michelle Obama. Based on what you know from your work, do you look at uh, what's happening with Trump and Biden as a path for her? Yeah, absolutely. Look, uh, I've been following the Obamas for years, and I noticed uh, probably starting four or five years ago, Michelle Obama started following the exact same formula that Barack did to become president. Uh, Barack had a voter registration organization in Chicago called Project Vote before he ran for office. Michelle started something called When We All Vote. She runs around the country recruiting voters. Barack was a keynote speaker for John Kerry in 2004 the Democrat convention. Sure enough, Michelle was the keynote speaker that introduced Joe Biden in 2020 at the DNC. And, um, you know, lastly, Barack based his candidacy on his personal story, his book, Dreams from My Father. Michelle wrote her own autobiography called Becoming about her life story. So she's really positioned herself uh, in the public to be this most popular person in America, really. And I think it's clear that the Democrats don't want Biden They've pretty much set up the Democrat calendar for Michelle. They moved the first primary out of Iowa, where normally she would have to campaign in 100 counties, to South Carolina, where half of the Democrat primary electorate are back. And that's also a state that Michelle calls her adopted home state because her grandparents are from South Carolina. And, of course, they moved the DNC convention. It's going to be in Chicago for a hometown girl, you know, anointment. So I think it's all being set up for, for Biden to drop out. Yeah, it's interesting because uh, South Carolina just mentioned uh, that's where Biden went to sew up the he, – he got back into the race, basically. He looked like he was done, and then he went down there and won. And so she's uh, she went to school on that, too, obviously. The South Carolina is the way to go. Yeah, obviously, because, uh, look, Biden – when he first ran, everyone thought it was a joke. Why is he right. running? He's too old. He, he can't put a sentence together. He lost very badly in the first two primaries. And it was uh, Jim Clyburn that tried to get the black vote together for, for Biden. And then two weeks later, everybody dropped out. It was almost as if the whole thing was fixed. Uh, but clearly, the Democrat Party doesn't want Biden. Uh, he's got way too much baggage. He's a failed president. And I think he threw up that three-minute video where he said he's running just as a reaction to RFK Jr.'s announcement mm -hmm. to kind of freeze the field so no one else would try to join. And I think we'll see by September, October latest, uh, Biden will drop out for any number of reasons. And the party will have to turn to Michelle because she's the only person that has the name recognition that can raise $100 million in two weeks and get all the signatures she needs. And uh, I'm convinced if you go to SalemNow.com, by the way, you can watch the movie, live stream it, or uh, the book versions on Amazon.com, Michelle yeah. Obama 2024. Yeah, where can they see the documentary? Yeah, on SalemNow.com, okay. SalemNow. Uh, you can live stream it or buy the DVD there. And then the book and the DVD of Michelle Obama 2024 are on, uh, on Amazon.com. Okay. So uh, so you have been saying for a while that she's running in 2024. You're obviously saying it again here today. Um, does what's been happening here uh, in the last uh, couple of weeks make you even more confident than you were? We talked to you a while back when your, when your book first came out, but have yeah. you been getting more confident as time has gone on? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I'm certain that the Democrats promised Michelle Obama that they would clear Trump out of the way and make her path very easy. Uh, don't forget, it was really it was Michelle Obama that demanded on social media, on her Twitter account, that Trump be removed from social media, be removed from Twitter. A couple of years ago, the next day he was removed from Twitter. So Michelle is certainly wants Trump out of the way. And uh, I'm certain that the DOJ and, you know, FBI, they're trying to keep Trump from being part of the equation. And uh, of course, Biden will simply drop out. So I think as time goes on, you see Michelle with her Netflix special, singing with Bruce Springsteen in Barcelona, and positioning herself as the uh, this kind of forever first lady. She remains the most popular person in the country. She's had 15 years of all positive publicity, hundreds of magazine covers, hundreds of talk shows, 
and uh, she's perfectly positioned herself to run for president. The Democrat Party is not interested in uh, old white people like uh, Hillary or Biden. They're clearly leaning toward ethnic minorities, transgender, female, uh, and Michelle just checks all the boxes. Yeah, but Joel, what about all her claims about hating politics? Well, that was pretty interesting because Michelle is actually more political than Barack. She's a better speaker. She's a better politician. She comes across more authentic. Her father was a politician. He was a precinct captain in Chicago. Michelle grew up in Jesse Jackson's house. She was best friends with his daughter, Santita, when he was running for president. Michelle's a very political person. You might remember in 2008, she was speaking to huge crowds, giving these very nasty speeches every night. And she went a little too far over the top and said, for the first time in my life, I'm proud of my country because Barack won a primary. And that got the media's attention. She said a lot worse things than that, but that's what got their attention. So that's when the campaign told Michelle, they said, look, you got to take a step back or people are going to hate you. Barack is going to lose because of you. So that's when they invented this thing. They said, well, Michelle hates politics. She just wants to be the mom in chief. And it kind of worked because she kind of went out of the limelight but she still was, uh, you know, pretty much a big part of the Obama administration. And she remains very political, but it got her out of the, the crosshairs of people that were looking at her as a political figure. So she can now come back into politics and say, well, you know, I hate politics, but I love this country and I love your children and I just want to help. And people have asked me to run. So, you know, I've met a hundred world leaders and I have all this experience in the White House. So I'm willing to run for president. Yeah, we saw it. We've, we've seen that once with Hillary, uh, and she should have stayed and, uh, you know, picked out the drapes in the in the Lincoln bedroom. Uh, that was, the, you know, she peaked back then. And so I don't know anything about, uh, um, except what you're telling me here and what I've seen, um, you know, the public stuff, that what Michelle, what would qualify Michelle Obama for being president, other than the things you mentioned, being a good speaker, blah, blah, blah. Uh, there are a lot more qualified people than people out there than she is, but uh, the Democrats is she universally loved by the Democrats? Uh, at least, uh, maybe publicly, but are there people privately who are saying, "Hey, we can't have another Obama"? Uh, no, I think uh, the Democrats love the Obamas. Michelle can appeal to nostalgia and talk about remember how much you love the Obama years. Yeah, uh, she's already talked about we were a scandal-free administration and. She likes to talk about how we were the first black family, so we couldn't make any mistakes. She makes all these racial innuendos that are mm -hmm. totally untrue. And uh, the Democrats just, if there's one thing they love, it's the word Obama, the name Obama. And they would love to have Barack and Michelle back in the White House. So um, she didn't become interested in politics because of the guy she married. Maybe she well, became she interested married. in him because no. of her interest in politics. <laughs> Yeah, he was a politician. Her father was a politician. Yeah. Uh, she married a biracial man who wanted to be in politics. Her best friend's father was Jesse Jackson, who was yeah. running for president. Michelle grew up from age four, running around with her precinct captain father in Chicago, politicking. So she's a very political person. And uh, uh, even her Harvard professor said, uh, who had taught both Barack and Michelle at Harvard, said between the two of them, they thought Michelle would be the one to run for president, not Barack. Not, why don't people know that? Why, how have they done such a good job of concealing that? Well, it's 15 years of publicity. Uh, Michelle, when she said that statement about, first time in my life, I'm proud of my country, mm -hmm. uh, and then she said, well, I hate politics, I just want to be the mom in chief. The media just ate it up. That was back in 2008. And so they turned her into this kind of, uh, you know, likable figure with hundreds of magazine covers and sitcoms and talk shows and just promoted her uh, as a non-political person. So she's managed to do that for the past 15 years and really positioned herself very well where it's almost like Donald Trump. She can say, hey, I had a great life and I didn't really need any of this, but I want to help. And she can uh, count on the media slobbering all over, I'm sure. Oh, yes. I mean, the media is in the pocket of the uh, Democrats, and there's just no question that they would prop her up and give her these softball interviews. Uh, so I think it's all it's all been set up very nicely. And we'll see Michelle in the fall when Biden officially drops out. Uh, she'll be the one they start to talk about. 
uh, it's a great story for TV, obviously, especially liberal TV news. They'll be all over it. Not only is it the the human interest story of the president's wife uh, sacrificing her home life because she's the used to be the uh, the, the what, what was it the uh, the uh, the country's mom, the mom in chief, and um, yeah, yeah, and, and and she's black and she's a woman. Uh, you can't get a better story than that for the for the liberal media. So I, she'd be awfully tough to beat, wouldn't she? Exactly. But don't forget, they made the usually you put the Democrat convention or the Republican convention in a, in a purple state, a state that you're trying to earn votes and you want to highlight your candidate. Yeah. They went to Illinois, which is a very Democrat state in Chicago, of all places, where Michelle could be anointed as the hometown girl, you know, hero. There's no reason to put the DNC in Chicago unless Michelle Obama is the, is the reason. Um, so um, she can probably count on getting 95% of the black vote. But how has she fooled black people, black voters, I should say? Well, uh, it's kind of similar to Barack. Barack, uh, you know, he fooled white voters because white voters thought he was black and they liked that in 2008. And they supported him. But black people didn't think he was black. They said he's uh, biracial. He's from Hawaii. He's an elitist from Harvard. They didn't buy into Barack Obama for months and months. It really took Michelle Obama to put in a lot of work to get black people to even consider that Barack was black. Uh, Michelle ironically has the same problem, and I chronicle that in my American Thinker article today and in the book and the film, that Michelle grew up uh, in fear of black people. Uh, she ran away from them for schooling. Instead of going to an elementary school where the projects were, her mother illegally enrolled her in a mixed-race school in a gifted school. Instead of going to South Shore High School, which was a good high school, all black, a block from her house, she went an hour and a half away to a magnet school. Uh, she talks about in her book that black kids would accuse her of acting white and talking white. She even got in a fist fight with a girl that called her an Oreo, meaning you're black on the outside, but you're really a white girl on the inside. So she was always afraid of black people growing up because they would beat her up. And then as a professional in Chicago, she worked for white liberal elites to exploit black people. For the mayor of Chicago, she was the assistant planning commissioner, and she helped to knock down the projects at Cabrini Green. There was this land that the Democrat donor developers like Tony Resco wanted. So Michelle kicked out all the black people, like made 20,000 blacks homeless, and told them this is going to be good for you. She did the same thing working for the University of Chicago Medical Center. They were losing money because the blacks from the south side would show up at the emergency room, and a lot of them were uninsured. So Michelle headed up something called the Southside Health Collaborative, and she would put them in these vans and ship them to these crappy clinics on the south side where they didn't get good health care. Michelle made $300,000 a year from these white liberal elites to exploit black people. So Michelle has a shameful history of exploiting the black community in her professional career. She has a childhood where she was afraid of black people. So there's no question that she has a disconnect from the black community. Uh, so she's been making up these phony stories of racial discrimination in her childhood to try to sucker minorities into thinking she's just one of these ordinary black folks, that she's not. She tells one story about how her high school counselor racially profiled her about her Princeton application, applying to Princeton. Well, I found out the counselor was a church-going black woman, so that didn't happen. And she's, uh, you know, Michelle went to Paris with her French club from Whitney Young when she was in high school. She was in a dance club for 10 years. She performed all over Chicago. She's an elitist. She really doesn't have anything to do and no experiences that black people had. So she makes up these phony stories of racial discrimination to try to endear, endear herself and manipulate the black community. And I think they can see through it because the black voters are really no fools. If they knew the truth about Michelle, I don't think they'd like it when they found out how she exploited black people growing up. Well, hey, I'm, I'm out of time, Joel, but I, I hope I have you on again, especially if she comes out of the woodwork in September or October and says she's running. Uh, it should be pretty interesting. And you're, uh, you just proved to me exactly why I wanted to have you on today. Thanks. Okay, well, hit SalemNow.com. You can live stream or Amazon.com for the uh, DVD or the book. Very good. Joel Gilbert, and we'll be right back.
With SRN News, I'm John Scott. Donald Trump getting a new legal team to handle his federal indictment. Two lawyers have quit the former president's defense team as Trump prepares to appear in federal court on Tuesday. In a joint statement, Jim Trusty and John Rowley said they resigned as Trump's counsel and will no longer represent him in either the indicted case or the January 6 investigation. On social media, the former president announced he would now be represented by Todd Blanche, a New York lawyer who is representing him in another criminal case in Manhattan Supreme Court. Greg Clugston. Washington. FBI agents have arrested a Texas businessman at the center of the scandal that led to the impeachment of State Attorney General Ken Paxton. Nate Paul's entanglements with Paxton central to the GOP-led State House of Representatives vote to impeach the Republican last month. The Dow had 50 points now and the Nasdaq up 48. This is SRN News. If you have an IRA or 401k, please listen closely. My name is Jason Hansen. I'm a former CIA officer and New York Times bestselling author. Throughout my career, let's just say I've been in some hairy situations. And I believe right now the biggest threat facing Americans is they need to protect their wealth, which is exactly what I'm doing for my wife and six kids. And I believe the ultimate safe haven is physical gold and silver. You can protect your hard-earned retirement assets with a tax-free loophole that allows you to convert your retirement into physical gold and silver. The folks I use are Advantage Gold, and believe me, I've investigated the heck out of all types of people. Advantage Gold is the nation's highest-rated gold company. They have the best process, pricing, and service. If you want to get your free gold and silver investment kit, please contact Advantage Gold right now, and you'll see how easy it is to protect yourself with precious metals. Call 800-900-8000. That's 800-900-8000. 800-900-8000. Advantage Gold is not an investment advisor or a tax advisor. Consult with your financial advisor before investing. Call 800-900-8000. Dennis Prager says it's time to get informed. Ignorance is a sin. When bad things are happening, ignorance is willful. If you don't know what Disney is doing to everything associated with children, you have decided to tune out and let others fight. The Dennis Prager Show. Weekdays at 1, right before Sebastian Gorka at 3 on AM 1250. The Answer. Hey, John Stockerwald here for Johnny and Jesse Samick, my friends over at Service Master of Greater Pittsburgh. When disaster strikes your home or business, demand the yellow van. Fire, water, or mold, Service Master's technicians are trained and equipped to get you back to normal fast. Even when dealing with insurance, you have a choice who repairs and cleans up the mess. Make sure you demand the yellow van. Call Service Master of Greater Pittsburgh. Demand the yellow van. Service Master. The following is not an actor, but a real-life story from Trinity Debt Management. I'm Corey, and this is my story. I was going through some financial troubles paying off my credit cards. I was paying high interest rates, and it just wasn't getting any better. And I knew I had to do something. So my mom told me about Trinity, and so I decided to call. Trinity was able to do something that I couldn't. I'm paying off my debt. I'm saving thousands, and things are really looking up. I promise you guys, you will not regret it when you call Trinity because it was such a relief and less stress in my life and it was the best thing I could have done for myself because once I called Trinity, they took care of me and I felt such a relief, a weight off my shoulders. Trinity was great to work with. They wanted to help me. I love it. If you're in debt and you need help, call Trinity at 1-800-990-6976. I'm Corey and I'm debt-free for keeps. 1-800-990-6976. AM 1250 and FM 92.5. The Answer. WPGP Pittsburgh, a division of Salem Media Group. Listen on the Answer mobile app, smart speakers, tune in, iHeart, or Odyssey. AM 1250. The Answer. Weather. Air quality alert remains in effect through late tonight. It'll be hazy tonight with a low of 51. Tomorrow will be nice with times of sudden clouds. We'll reach a high tomorrow of 79. Partly cloudy skies tomorrow night with a low of 57. For Sunday, some sunshine giving way to clouds will reach a high Sunday of 85. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Drew Shannon. The John Steigerwall Show, AM 1250, The Answer. Well, you might have heard uh, some stories going around uh, that Donald Trump is being indicted on 37 counts for mishandling classified uh, documents at Mar-a-Lago. Something about possibly getting a hundred years in prison for it. It's, it's pretty it's pretty insane. Um, and the news broke last night 
just while and it's, it's just maybe this is just a coincidence, you know. It's just really funny that it, that it happened on the same day. Early in the earlier in the day, the Republicans had finally gotten the uh, FBI to um, show them the documents that they've wanted to see that included the comments from the whistleblower about Joe Biden taking a bribes. Um, so the news broke last night just when Republicans, the, the news about uh, uh, Trump broke last night. I guess Trump himself was the one who broke the news. He said, I'm being indicted. But it, it, was, it was breaking last night. And just when Republicans had started talking about what the, that House Oversight Committee had seen in those documents uh, and the ones that had just been turned over by the FBI finally. Well, you know, I looked at, up the um, in the talk show, radio talk show uh, guide uh, handbook says you shouldn't run five-minute sound bites, but I've never kind of gone by handbooks. I think when something's really good, uh, it doesn't have – I did this in TV, and they said you have to keep sound bites t- short, and I used to do that when I thought so, but I didn't think it should be a hard and fast rule. Anyway, I'm, I'm diverting from what I really want to talk about. This is a kind of a long explanation from Marjorie Taylor Greene, and I know who she is. I know she's got a reputation of being a little bit of a maniac, uh, so you know maybe you can call this for what it's worth. But she uh, and her her story got lost in the shuffle last night, and she came out after the meeting and had an explanation for everybody about what exactly this uh, the documents that they saw in the oversight committee said about Donald Trump. Listen, reading this form today uh, shows the pure distinction. This, this information, this source that came forward, it's a paid informant by the FBI. This has nothing to do with Giuliani. This has nothing to do with the information that he brought forward in 2020. It's totally separate, and it's extremely credible because he's a paid informant. Um, I made some notes after I left the SCIF uh, based on the information, and I'll, I'll share that with you guys right now. Um, basically, what was happening there is back in 2015-2016, Burisma was looking to buy uh, a U.S.-based oil and gas company. And this came from being advised by Hunter Biden and his partners. Um, Biden had told, Biden said Shokin was corrupt. That was around the time of this meeting was when Joe Biden, as vice president, had said that the prosecutor Shokin was corrupt. They hired Hunter on the board to make the problems go away. That's what they specifically said. Um, Hunter advised that they could raise more money if they bought a U.S. company. So the, the informant was trying to do the right thing and trying to advise Burisma that they shouldn't go this route. They should hire an attorney work out their problems that they were being investigated for because they were having other legal problems. And that's why they were being investigated by this prosecutor, Shokin. The informant was advising them, don't go this route. Why would you buy another U.S. company while you're under investigation? That's not a good idea. So he's trying to tell them to do the right thing. Um, The owner of Burisma said that Hunter was stupid and that his other business partner was smart. He also said that he paid $5 million to one Biden, and he paid $5 million to another Biden. And it was all a bribery to get Shokin fired and end the investigation into Burisma. Uh, the, he also told the informant this is common practice in Russia and Ukraine. It's common practice. It's part of business there. That's how their culture works, that they will pay bribery money in order to get business deals done. And that many businesses, uh, they they take that into account. They put it in their budget, basically, when they're preparing to buy another company or start another company, that that's just normal. And so over in Ukraine, uh, for them to consider hiring Hunter Biden on the board in order to make their problems go away, which was the prosecutor Shokin, uh, who was investigating Burisma for, for corruption and and legal problems. This was definitely illegal for a vice president of the United States and their family members. Um, 
the informant had asked the the owner of Smith if he was happy that Trump won, and he said no, he was not happy. Remember, he had invested a lot of money into the Bidens to make his problems go away. But he did say that it would take 10 years for all of us to find out the payments made to the Bidens because of how many bank accounts there were. He said at the time there were no direct payments made to the big guy, but in a meeting later, after he had become more upset as things were unfolding, he told the informant that he has two pieces of evidence showing proof of payment to Hunter and specifically Joe Biden. You see, I think what everyone needs to understand is, is that business owners, Pretty sure that when uh, this stuff was uh, kind of breaking earlier in the week, uh, there was talk about what was possibly in this um, document or these these documents that the uh, oversight committee was going to see. The networks, other than Fox and Newsmax, I guess, um, ignored it. They weren't. They didn't talk about the possibility that Joe had gotten a five million dollar bribe. And the whole thing about it going through banks, and you heard uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene say that they even bragged that, the, that this money was going to pass through so many banks, it would take them 10 years to figure out. Well, one of the Republicans came out today, I forget who it was, and said, well, they thought it was going to take us 10 years. It took us six months. And I think today more subpoenas were supposed to go out so that they could get more records from these banks. But, you know, this is a... Um, possible vice president of the United States, which Biden was at the time, obviously, uh, taking a $5 million bribe from a country. And I don't know, this just seems a little bit more important to me than where a bunch of boxes were at Donald Trump's house. And I, this, 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 um, these indictments came awfully fast. And I, you know, I'm no expert on this stuff. I'm not an attorney. Um, and I listened to a lot of the commentary um it it uh, and we're not we're going to get the the other side of the story here and that'll change things a little bit um they get the the government gets to throw all the information out there and all the evidence at you and then you're you're supposed to think my god this guy has no chance they they got him dead to rights and then within a day or two it usually looks a lot different so i'm i'm expecting that to happen even though they uh they came out with this on a friday um so uh I, it just it it just doesn't seem like it's possible to be that serious or that different from what other people like uh, Joe Biden himself have done with documents and Hillary Clinton with their emails and blah blah blah. Um, so I I have a feeling it's just going to turn out that hey, he could end up getting in uh, being found guilty on one count that sends him to prison for eight years. I don't know. But I just have a feeling it's it's not going to work out that way. I just think it's, um, and even if it does, it, it just hearing the story and comparing that to what they're accusing Joe Biden of, it just seems like nothing to me. Uh, it's not like he sold or that there's any evidence that he sold documents 
to a foreign country, that he made money on this somehow. He was out of office. So it wasn't, it can't even be, uh, he can't even be accused of using it to help himself get reelected. So I don't know. It's a lot, a major carelessness, arrogance. I don't know. Does he go to Guantanamo, as I said? We'll see. In the meantime, uh, speaking of serious things, you know, uh, and this is something that, that if he's invi- indicted for this, it would seem a lot more serious, uh, and that's for the January 6th protests. He's, he's um, waiting to find out if he's going to be indicted for that, for, ins- uh, for insurrection. Um, well, uh, our friend Victoria Taft at PJ Media, who's been on this show many times, she has a story today, a leaked video, a leaked video shows that at least one Washington, D.C. cop, and likely more, acted on January 6th as apparent agent provocateurs dressing as protesters outside the Capitol building and urging protesters toward the iconic building. And there's a video here with it. So a congressman uh, named Barry Loudermilk from Georgia says that the uh, GoPro video, which has been authenticated, uh, raises the question of why police officers who are identified as intelligence officers, were working to stir up the crowd. Remember, we've been hearing a lot about that, but it doesn't seem to go anywhere. Well, according to this, at one point in the video, the unidentified police officer equipped with the camera said to another that he thought the idea was to get people inside the Capitol building and trap them inside. This is coming from a cop. The observation by the undercover officer leads one to conclude that there was intelligence about a plan to attack the Capitol, and the apparent response by the police was to let them do it and take pictures. This is from uh, Victoria Tapp. When another officer on the video saw people climbing the scaffolding, this is on the video that she, that's uh, out there. It's the GoPro video. When another officer on the video saw people climbing the scaffolding, he told the officer with the GoPro, that's dangerous, somebody's going to get shot. And a third officer said, they're not going to shoot anybody, but they encouraged and participated in the uh, in the dangerous activity. So, what happened? I think this, if I got this right, the, this video uh, showed up because it was during a trial of one of the defendants, one of the people on trial for you know being involved in the quote unquote insurrection, <clears throat> and um, they these these two uh, two guys wanted to have this video shown in their defense. So this is this is um, a court document, a court document describing the contents of the video. The specific footage, GoPro video recorded by an MPD police officer who was stationed at the Capitol in an evidence-gathering capacity, captures the officer shouting the words to the effect of, go, go, go. They have the time stamp of when he says that. Go, 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 and keep going, keep going, apparently to the individuals in front of him on the, uh, the scaffolding of the U.S. Capitol's northwest staircase around 2.15 p.m. At other times in these videos, the officer and the two other plainclothes officers with him appear to join the crowd around them in various chants to include Drain the Swamp, USA, 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 and Whose House? Our House. This is the cops doing this. And it sounds to me like uh, maybe they were, you know, inciting a riot. And why wasn't this? I have a feeling that this video I just described didn't make it into the uh, TV show that the Democrats put on as a hearing uh, for those several weeks. When was it? Last summer, last whatever it was, fall. So um, this is a long way from being settled, but just Keep this in mind when you hear that Donald Trump in the next few weeks is indicted for this, too. I'll be right back. Wesley is a truck driver. I drive a truck, and I love what I do. A truck driver with IRS troubles. They told me I owed them $43,000. It got really bad. (laughs) Quite a few letters in the mail. They were talking uh, about wage garnishment, coming after my house, my car. Yeah, they, they don't play around. I seriously thought that I was going to lose everything. One sleepless night, Wesley finally made a call to Optima Tax Relief at 2 a.m. Kind of figured 
figure I'd get a machine, but I didn't. I actually got to talk to an actual person in the middle of the night. He found just what he was looking for. Oh, they were great people. You need a team of people that know what they're doing. Optima Tax, they know what they're doing. Optima Tax Relief came through with flying colors. I saved an incredible amount of money. Happy don't even come close. I was absolutely overjoyed. Take Wesley's advice. If you're in any kind of trouble with the IRS, call Optima Tax Relief. Don't trust anybody else. Call Optima for a free consultation. Call 800-354-2840. 800-354-2840. Optima Tax Relief. Some restrictions apply. For complete details, please visit OptimaTaxRelief.com. Are you considering a unique way to enhance your investment knowledge this year? Then sign up today for the all-inclusive Eagle Financial Publications Cruise. Along with our trusted partner, The Money Show, we're setting sail this December to explore some of the most beautiful and unspoiled destinations in the Caribbean. But this is no ordinary vacation. It's a chance to learn from top Eagle financial experts like best-selling authors George Gilder, Mark Skousen, and others who will be hosting a series of workshops and seminars throughout the trip. Imagine lounging on the sun deck while discussing investment strategies with like-minded individuals or enjoying a gourmet dinner at the same table with one of our leading financial authorities. This once-in-a-lifetime cruise is a perfect way to combine education and relaxation to achieve your investment goals. This cruise will sell out quickly, so visit EagleFinancialCruise.com today to learn more and to secure your cabin. That's EagleFinancialCruise.com. Eagle Financial is a division of Salem Media Group. This is a special alert to all Americans who own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles with an auto warranty about to expire or with no warranty coverage at all. Due to a decline in the economy, CarShield is announcing a low-cost month-to-month vehicle protection plan that is now available to the public to save any driver out-of-pocket expenses on future auto repairs. Call now to find out how you can pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Yes, you heard that correctly. Pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. An open phone line has been established for all drivers to call for a free quick quote. Call 800 800- 353-2973 now. Drivers who are covered will not have to pay for covered repairs again. This protection plan is at an all-time low. Additionally, drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Call us for your free quick quote today. 800-353-2973. That's 800-353-2973. What do you have to lose? Call 800-353-2973. Again, 800-353-2973. This is the John Stackerwalt Show on AM 1250 and FM 92.5. The answer. Well, we've got a few minutes left here. I think I should take some time to congratulate the, the winner of the San Francisco beauty pageant. Um, this would be, I guess it's Miss San Francisco. Miss San Francisco. Uh, that would be Monroe Lace, L-A-C-E. And... Uh, It was the fulfillment of a lifelong aspiration, according to Monroe. It felt like a dream because it's been a dream that I've had since I was a child. Uh, Of course, the only little detail here that you might be interested in is that Monroe is a man, okay? (laughs) He's he's, uh, a transgender woman, which means he's a man. And uh, CBS uh, points out that he's the first transgender woman in the 99 years of the San Francisco uh, pageant to win. Imagine that, like 99 years, that going back to the, you know, that's the 1920s, um, that they'd never had a man win this before. Isn't that shocking? It's only been in the last uh, few years that a man was allowed to compete. Apparently back in like, you know, 1932, it was ridiculous for anybody to consider having a man be in a uh, women's beauty pageant. But good for Monroe Lace. She wins. Uh, and uh, no, I'm sorry. He wins. He is the uh, Miss San Francisco winner. Now, I don't see anything in this story uh, about any of the actual, you know, real women being a little bit upset about this. But. Apparently, they're okay with it. Um, And Miss San Francisco will go down as Monroe Lace, a man. Um, I don't know if she was wearing a tuck uh, bathing suit, if that's the way that works. He was wearing one. Um, You know, I'm not a big fan of beauty pageants, even when it's only, like, you know, women in it. Um, But 
uh, he, he wins. So congratulations, Monroe Lace. And then there's the story. You know, I think you've heard the story about what happened um, when the Dodgers decided to have a, a pride night. Um, they uh, invited the nuns and all that stuff, and, and there was, excuse me, there was a uh, there was a big big discussion about it. They in, they invited the nuns, the drag queen nuns, and then they uninvited them. And well, the Blue Jays, the Toronto Blue Jays, also have a pride night. And uh, I think uh, Anthony Bass is the yeah Anthony Bass is the pitcher's name. He uh, was on Twitter somehow. Either he he liked or retweeted a tweet from someone else who said that they thought it was ridiculous for the Dodgers to invite the nuns, and uh, he made some kind of comment uh, that you know they thought it was wrong. Well. He pitches for the Toronto Blue Jays. He then came out like the next day with a pathetic apology, uh, which was obviously forced and disingenuous, the usual thing. And his name is Anthony Bass. And tonight in Toronto, it's Pride Night. Now, I hope what happens, I hope the same thing happens tonight at their ball game that happens for their Pride Parade in Toronto a few days ago when a guy completely naked, wearing a bunny mask hopped down the street in broad daylight completely naked what i think should happen is anthony bass should run around the bases naked tonight but he's not going to be able to do that do you know why because he was sent to the minor leagues today on pride night can you imagine that that guy doesn't even get to enjoy it but it would have been great for him to just run around the bases naked because if it's okay down a main street in toronto What's the difference if you do it running around second base at a ball game? I'll talk to you on Monday. The John Steigerwald Show is a production of Salem Media Group and sponsored by Service Master of Greater Pittsburgh. Demand the yellow van. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.